Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here and we pray you get something powerful from this sermon. You know, recently we've heard a lot about fresh wind. I've heard so many prophetic words being brought. There is a fresh wind. And when I hear that and I brought the prophetic words myself, Last week in the prayer meeting, I believe that the Lord was saying there's going to be a fresh wind. And it sounds weird at times to hear these different sayings. It sounds weird when people will say things that we think, well, it's the power of God's in the room today. Um, God, you know, is coming to do something extraordinary. We hear all of these things and we sit there and we go, okay. Last week, Mel spoke on the fresh wind, fresh anointing. But you know, the Greek word for the Holy Spirit is pneuma, which has several meanings. The Spirit, breath, wind, Spirit of the Lord, Spirit of God, Spirit of truth. So when we hear fresh wind, we know it's time for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. We realise that when we hear somebody say there is a fresh wind coming across our nation, there's a fresh wind coming across our church, there's a fresh wind that's flowing across the nations of the world, we realise right now that it is a fresh understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and the Holy Spirit's coming to do something new, something powerful, something that will enable us to see a change take place. For we need a change in our nation. We need a change to happen. We need people to come to an understanding that Jesus is the Lord. But the only way it's going to happen was when people understand that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the power of the Holy Spirit, something happens inside of us that enables us to rise up and understand that we are empowered, equipped, enabled to go out and reach the lost like never before. You know, in Acts 2.2, it says, Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Oh, Holy Spirit, will you come and do a mighty rush of wind right now? In John 14, 16 to 17, that won't be up on your screen, but it says, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive Him because it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognise Him. But you know Him because He lives with you now and later will be in you. This passage of Scripture is speaking to the apostles, the disciples, and Jesus says to them, I'm with you right now. But when I'm gone, there is one that is coming, the Holy Spirit. And no longer will I be with you, but the Holy Spirit will be within you. The Holy Spirit is with us 24-7. See, I believe God's wanting to do something greater in resound. I don't know about you, but I'm not happy with empty seats. But it's not because I just want to see more people in our church so we can go, ooh, we've got this many people. It's because there's people out there 
that don't know Jesus. And right now they're saying, if I get the statistic wrong, but they're saying that one in four people are open to spiritual awareness, spiritual matters. One in four. So that says to me that people are really, really open to hearing about the gospel as we bring it to them. But the way that we bring it is when the Holy Spirit has engulfed us, that we make Jesus our number one, that our love for Him is so great, that we hear His voice and we speak when He tells us to speak. I'm believing for Scoresby. I'm believing for Kadinya. I'm believing for Marunda. I'm believing for other areas that God will take us into. Why? Because I know that when God takes us into areas, when we hear the Holy Spirit and we move by the Holy Spirit into these areas, that something happens. People come to know Jesus when we open up areas and people from those areas will come. We're seeing that right now in Kadinya. We're seeing people that don't know Jesus that are coming to find out about Jesus. We're believing for a greater impartation of the Holy Spirit in that place. And in Marunda as well, we're seeing people that don't know Jesus that are coming to want to be a part of that congregation. We're believing here in Scoresby, we're seeing people come that don't know Jesus. But we want them to know that when Jesus left, He said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. I want us to look at Acts chapter 1, 1 to 9. It says, In the former book, Theolopolis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day He was taken up to heaven. And after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostle He had chosen, after His suffering, He presented Himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that He was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the Kingdom of God. On one occasion while He was eating with them, He gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. And then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by His own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. You will receive power so that you can go out to Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit wasn't just something random that happened all that time ago in an upper room. The Holy Spirit is as real today as He was back then. We sing about the Holy Spirit. We talk about the Holy Spirit. But do we really understand how incredible the Holy Spirit is to each and every one of us? And the power that comes upon us when we allow the Spirit of God to take control you know, Corey Ten Boom, some of you wouldn't know who that was. 
she's trying to, she says, trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing, exhausting and tedious of all work. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then the ministry of Jesus just flows out of you. I want to tell you something. Oh my goodness, why am I crying? Wayne and I have been faithful in serving Jesus and are still going to be faithful and are still doing what we're doing here and will continue to do what we're doing here. But why do I love doing what I do so much? How have I stayed in a place where at times things can hurt you People can be cruel. How have I still wanted to serve Jesus and still love being a pastor and still want to give and still want to do what I do, still have a heart for the lost, still have this craving to see God move in an even greater way? I'll tell you why. It's because I continually want to surrender myself to the Holy Spirit. I continue to say, Holy Spirit, fill me up again. Holy Spirit, do something fresh in me again. Holy Spirit, don't leave me. Don't walk out of my room. Don't walk away with me. I need you to be by my side 24-7. I know He lives within us, but I know that when the Holy Spirit is there with me, I will never, ever grow tired or want to reach out and see a greater move of what He does. And to the day I take my last breath, I will serve my God and never grow tired or weary of serving who He is. In Acts 2, 1 to 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Can you imagine that? 120 of them up in this room, upper room, all hanging together, feeling a bit sad. Jesus is gone. He said that He would send the Holy Spirit But they're sitting there at that moment thinking and probably feeling a bit sorry for themselves. They've gathered. How are we going to do this? How are we going to go out? How are we going to spread the Word? How are we going to continue this ministry to keep going? What are we going to do about it? How are we going to do what we're called to do? And then it says, They saw what seemed to be the tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house they were sitting. You want it? You want the suddenly? Well, there's gotta be a desperation in us people. There's got to be a desperation of the love for Jesus. There's got to be an understanding that He is greater, that He is mighty, that He is more than we think He could possibly be. For each and every one of us, it is time for us to realise who we have in our room. We have the King of Kings. We have the Lord of Lords. And He gave us the Holy Spirit that enables us, empowers us and equips us to go and do what He's calling us to do. The scene would have been crazy. People did think they were all drunk. 
Sometimes we hear people speaking in tongues and maybe you haven't spoken in tongues. And you think, that's a little weird. Yeah, there it is. But let me tell you about speaking in tongues. Did you know, you can try this at home. Did you know that when you speak in tongues, your brain cannot think of anything else? Nothing. Nothing. I've tried. You're speaking in tongues and it's like everything is blocked out. It's you and your heavenly language straight directly to the throne room. There's something in it. You know, there are times where when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you speak in other tongues, there are times where I don't know what to pray. And then suddenly, suddenly all I can do is start to go, I can't speak English. But when I start to speak in my heavenly language, something shifts, something moves, something happens. There is power in the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to come and encompass us, things can shift. There's been times where I know I'm walking through something and I'm going, God, I don't know what to do. And then I just start to worship Him and use that. And He moves something. See, when we receive Jesus as our Saviour, we receive the Holy Spirit. But the infilling and the speaking in tongues is something we ask to receive. It speaks about in the Scriptures. But it's when we receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues that they went out and did the things they did. When the apostles received what Jesus had promised in the upper room on that day, It was just after that that Peter stood, brought the message of a lifetime. I know it is, because there was a lot of people saved that day. Jesus and the prophets promised the apostles certain things that would happen to them when the Holy Spirit came upon them. When we allow the Holy Spirit to come upon us, they would receive power, power to achieve all God wants to do. They would be Jesus' witnesses, evangelise. They would speak in tongues. That is a foreign language and we don't understand. They would prophesy in Acts 2, 17b, your sons and daughters will prophesy. The Bible says we are to seek the gift of prophecy as well. It says that we'll see visions. So to be filled with the Holy Spirit is important. It is what enables us to walk in the power of God. You know, in Matthew 9, 35 to 38, Jesus travelled through all the towns and villages of the area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And He healed every kind of disease and illness. And when He saw the crowds, He had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to the disciples, the harvest is great. 
but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask Him to send more workers into His field. If we're going to go out into the field, come on, we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're going to come up against some things. There is stuff happening in this world right now that I know that it is by us pressing into the Holy Spirit that pushes back the darkness. When the light walks in the room, the darkness cannot dwell. When we have the light upon us, when we believe in Jesus as our Lord and our Saviour, when we have accepted Him as our Saviour, something happens within us that we are filled, we have got the Holy Spirit within us. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to come and take control and allow it to flow out of us, things happen. I believe that we're going to see an infilling. I believe we're going to see more souls. I believe that we're going to hear testimony after testimony after testimony. See, the Scripture says the workers are few. Pray for the workers. I was at the Exponential Conference and I went to one of the sessions and the speaker said that everybody has a harvest worker in their life, even if you've been a Christian home all your life. And I thought, okay. And she turned and she said, my mum and dad were my harvest workers. And I went, that's mine. My mum and dad were my harvest workers. They instilled into me. They showed me that Jesus was the best. And then she shared the testimony about her husband, how he wasn't brought up in a Christian home. But what was incredible with his story was that he was a a young guy in year seven, I think, or year eight. He might have been 14. And there was those religious instructions classes. And she said he forgot to get his form signed that said he didn't have to go. All his friends got it signed, so they all took off and went off. But he wasn't allowed to because he didn't get the form signed. So he goes into this religious instructions class and there's this man, this man who was a mechanic, but he would come in every week to teach religious instructions. And when he was teaching, something happened in his heart that day and something powerful took place. And it was from that moment that he continued to want to learn about Jesus and gave his life to the Lord. Why? Because his harvest worker was willing to go into the school at that time. And because of that harvest worker, something happened. But it was because the harvest worker was filled with the Holy Spirit. He had accepted Jesus, received the Spirit and knew that he could go forward and do whatever God was asking. Here's the beautiful story. All these years later, this man's 50 now. He had a heart to chase up after this harvest worker to let him know. The harvest worker had just finished teaching RE or whatever. He was getting quite old and they said, listen, we think you need to stop now. He was a bit down. He said, what have I really achieved? Have I achieved anything? And as he was thinking that, this man knocks on his door. And the door opens and the man says, you won't know who I am. But let me tell you a story. The harvest workers started to weep because this man is an incredible man in our nation who has done so much, planted churches, led mega churches, done so many different things. Why? One harvest worker filled with the Holy Spirit, willing to go. 
So church, are you the harvest worker? Are you willing for the Holy Spirit to do something? Smith Wigglesworth said, enter the promises of God, it is your inheritance. You will do more in one year if you are really filled with the Holy Ghost than you could do in 50 years apart from Him. In Acts 2.43, a deep awe came over them all and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. Charles Spurgeon said, a sinner can no more repent and believe without the Holy Spirit's aid than he can create a world. It is pointless, people saying, we are filled with the Holy Spirit when our lives don't reflect it. We're Pentecostal people. We were birthed out of a movement in Wales where people believed that the Holy Spirit would come and sweep across their nation probably no more than the upper room. They prayed. They cried out. And the Holy Spirit came. And through that group of people, Wales was saved. They had to close down the pubs and turn them into churches. When the ships were coming to the shore, people were falling to their knees and crying out and accepting Jesus. And out of that nation came an incredible move of so many churches being birthed. Our movement was birthed out of that revival that came in Wales. And out of us is just one nation. This movement is in 120 nations of the world where only one movement that came from a place where they knew that the Holy Spirit was doing something. Anything can happen when we're willing to let the Holy Spirit come and do something powerful. I believe that I believe and I've said it for so many years that we will see this place filled to overflowing. We will see people bowing their knees before Jesus in droves. We will see them not coming in the ones and the twos, but the twenties and the thirties, the fifties and the hundreds. If you are willing to be the harvest worker and believe that the Holy Spirit could do something powerful, watch and see. But if you want to continue to put Him as number five, Or number six, He loves you. Our relationship with Jesus is not dependent upon what we do. We are not saved by what we do by works at all. We are saved by the grace of Jesus. But because we're so in love with Him and we allow the Holy Spirit to empower us, we can't help but want to share it. Would you stand to your feet this morning, please? Thank you, Katie. You've been amazing. The team can come. We're going to sing that song in the upper room. I don't know what it's called, but you do. The Dove. 
I want to open the front this morning. Please, please, I beg you. Don't sit back. If you're feeling like, God, I need you. I need Holy Spirit to come and empower me again. I need to go back to my first love. I need to know that your power is real. I want you to come. If you've never spoken in tongues, but you've heard about the Holy Spirit, you've heard about what happened in the upper room, you've heard about the fact that this is a gift that we're allowed to ask for, and you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues this morning, then I want to encourage you, come. And as the team come to minister and they ask you, and you say, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, we're going to pray with you. We're going to believe that the power of God's going to come upon you, that this morning you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Like I said right in the beginning, when we accept Jesus, we accept the three in one. God the Father, God, Jesus the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Sorry, you know what I mean, Jesus. God the Son. My theology just went funny. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including service times and our live streams. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time.